Hello and welcome to another delightful episode of Shoot This Now, the podcast where we talk about stories that should be made into movies. This week we talk with Emily Ratajkowski and Aaron Paul about their new film, Welcome Home, a thriller about a couple trying to repair their relationship in Italy. It comes out November 16th, and I urge you to check it out. We also have a very special guest host this week, especially special to me, because she is my favorite person in the entire world, my wife, Deirdre McCarrick. We did this interview on Saturday, this past Saturday, um, between trips to the hardware store and brunch, which is what married people do. Uh, It was conducted right after Halloween and also the day after a very cool summit at the place where I work, The Wrap, a summit on gender equity where Emily Ratajkowski spoke and was a massive hit. And you can check out the show notes of this episode to see what she said and the full length of her comments, which really got people very Uh, motivated and excited we pitched as is our way Aaron and Emily on a couple of movie ideas this week one that I thought was good one that Deirdre thought was good and Aaron and Emily determined that one was quote sexy and the other was something you would watch while falling asleep on an airplane you can see whether Deirdre or I won Uh, we also talked about Emily's experiences with social media people walking up to Aaron and calling him names on the street and one more thing This interview was conducted just a couple of days before the announcement that there's going to be a Breaking Bad movie that Aaron will apparently feature heavily in. Let's put it that way. Um, So toward the end of this interview, Deirdre thought to ask Aaron if he would ever want to play Jesse Pinkman again, and he said things I thought were pretty interesting. So the first voice you'll hear now is Aaron Paul, then Emily Ratajkowski, then my rambling, and then Deirdre. Enjoy. Hey, you two. Hey. Hey, hey. Um, I'm here today with Deirdre McCarrick, my co-host. Hello, everyone. We wanted to talk about this new movie, but unfortunately, I haven't gotten to see it yet. Mm. Oh because my God. I've been doing the same thing for the last couple of days that Emily has been doing, the Power Women Summit at The Wrap. And you spoke Very yesterday. Cool. Yeah. And you were awesome. Thanks. Did you see it? Yeah. Oh, wow. Cool. We, we were in a little room covering all of the things that you were talking about, and yeah, it got a lot of traction. You got a lot of attention for it. Oh, awesome. Thanks. I really appreciate that. Yeah, it was fun. Thanks for coming. Well, I'm sorry it didn't give me a chance to see the movie. No worries. You listened to me rattle off for a half hour instead. That's <laughs> <laughs> cool. That's great. Can you tell us what the film's all about? Yeah, it's just, uh, you know, two people in a uh, kind of complicated relationship going off to Italy to try to mend their kind of broken relationship and see if they can move forward and re-fall in love. And, uh, and then things get even messier while staying inside of this villa in the middle of nowhere in, in Italy. It's a messy film. Mm. Yeah. What drew you both to it? Um, I really like the character of Cassie because you, I think the first half or maybe first quarter of the film, you really relate to her in a lot of ways. Like she's going through this issue with her boyfriend and her relationship's not working out. And um, then sort of all of the assumptions that you've made about her um, kind of get turned on their head and she Mm -hmm. turns out to be a pretty dark, complex character, which is important. And I like those kind of films, especially for women. Um, But also there's some really cool themes of like voyeurism and privacy in the movie that um, I think are very current. Mm -hmm. 
Well, she was already attached, and so when I read the script, I kind of just visualized how I thought that she would kind of try to tackle this role, and it's such a complex role, Cassie. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I knew a lot of her previous work, and I was excited to kind of just see her have the opportunity to spread her wings with this project. And this role uh, that I, I tackled, I could just kind of just really related to this relationship as a, as a, a duo, you know, um, a couple just, you know, struggling to kind of keep things together. And then they're put in a really scary uh, situation in a setting that they're not sort of comfortable and but yeah it's just such a fun crazy ride the script was just uh a lot of fun and um and it shot in italy and you know (laughs) (laughs) you can't really be that you know what i mean italy wine uh emily you know we just had such a we had such a good time yeah um we watched the trailer together this morning and we both had the same takeaway, which is like, this is really juicy. Like, it's yeah. like there's a lot of jealousy at work. There's a lot of yeah. interplay and not knowing what people's motives are. Mm-hmm. Like, is that fun to play with? And is that kind of the heart of it? Yeah, yeah. You know, this film is not, it's not a, a, a horror film by any means. Yeah. It's more of a, just a psychological, creepy European thriller, yeah. and which I, I love. You know, it's not like jumping out of the shadows to scare you. It's just kind of slowly seeping in underneath the skin and just really creeping you out. Um, There's a lot of fun to, to play with, for sure. Well, with this podcast, one thing we try to do is talk about stories that we think should really be made into movies. And we both sort of dug into both of your Wikipedia pages to learn as much as we could about you. <laughs> oh, um, Jesus. <laughs> so Lord was, help us it all. Like, if it sounds like we know like a weird amount or yeah. a weird amount of wrong things about you, this is a yeah. good chance to correct it. Cool. Uh, but the thing that struck us about Emily in particular was Deirdre is Irish. Like, Deirdre is a very Irish name. Your, I think your father's side. Um, I'm actually like, ha- I have a little Irish on both sides. Yeah, my middle name's O'Hara. Oh, wow. Okay. That's yeah. pretty Irish. Yeah, and I've been going to um, Bantry, which is in County Cork, every summer of my life. So I really, and my parents um, are retired now, so they spend half their time there. My Irish roots are deep. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing that came up was Planned Parenthood and your advocacy for Planned Parenthood. One thing that I started thinking of was, has anybody made a Margaret Singer movie, the founder of Planned Parenthood? And... So I would like to just pitch my off-the-wall Margaret Sanger, Sanger idea for you all to make fun of. Um, there is kind of a, this isn't like a straight biopic. This is particularly about one time in her life, and I think there's a really good Aaron Paul role. Really? Wow, this is awesome. Could we join forces again in this movie? You could absolutely join mm-hmm. forces. Okay. Wait, so I just need to know, do we have the first option on this? Like, do we, <laughs> yeah. do we get the rights so do on you this? have the rights already, or, or no? I think I would have the rights by it being on a podcast, but you can have them for a dollar if you want them. Got wow, you've okay. done your research. Okay, okay good to know. Uh, let's, let's hear your pitch. Let's yeah, 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 I'm excited. Okay, so we all know Margaret Sanger. She's the founder of Planned Parenthood. Mm -hmm. Um, What she does is really try to teach women in the 1910s through really 1950s about birth control. She's also the person who starts the organizations that become Planned Parenthood. And there's some things that she did that were kind of controversial. Um, She was known as a eugenist, which a lot of people don't like. And like a lot of historic figures, there's good things that we can take from her life, and there's other things we can leave behind. 
So I think one of the things that we can all really support is that she really supported good sex education. And right on, sister. Mm-hmm. And she would go from town to town talking about sex education. She published a newsletter called, I think this is a genius title, Rebel Woman, in it, starting in about 1915. And father's an Irish immigrant. Her mother has Irish roots. She's very familiar with life in the tenements and life in inner cities and immigrants who have you know, 12 children that they can't support. And so she really supports don't have more children than you can love and take care of. So this goes over well some places. It goes over really badly in some places. One of the places it goes over really badly is the Irish Catholic stronghold of Boston. Um, oh, yeah. I see that. <laughs> oh, you're from Boston. Very cool. Um, so we run into our villain. This could be you. Oh. Interesting. Okay. His name is James Michael Curley. Um, he's a kind of criminal politician, if you can imagine such a thing in this day and age. <laughs> Lol. It's a stretch, but okay. <laughs> Lol. When, when he gets his first job. <laughs> Lol. <laughs> When he gets his first job, he's actually in, when he gets his first elected office, he's actually in prison at the time on fraud. Um, wow, that's incredible. He becomes the mayor of Boston, and he stands up to her speaking out in 1923, 1924, and 1925. Uh, he believes birth control is murder. He calls it a pernicious doctrine, and she just dis- she's going to come to town in 1929 to try to talk again. And he says, "No, I'm arresting you." This is like the moment in Straight Out of Compton. I just called it straight out of Compton. That's the whitest thing anyone's ever done. Straight out of Compton, where um, NWA is going to get arrested. It's yeah. not the whitest thing anyone's ever done. There's whiter things <laughs> yeah. happening like on a regular basis. Yeah. <laughs> you're good. Yeah. I think you're fine. <laughs> so her big moment, she wants to give this speech, and he's the mayor is going to arrest her. And then she finds a good male ally in historian Arthur Schlesinger Sr., who agrees to read her speech for her. And she does one of the first great photo ops publicity stunts ever um, in America, because I guess we didn't have that many photo ops before then. She arranges to have herself actually gagged on stage and to stand on stage with a gag in her mouth saying, I have been silenced by this mayor. Damn, she was doing like performance art. Right? Cool. Love her. Rebel woman. I did not know this story. Yeah. And I thought, you know, you've had, you've certainly had experience with social media and with the current situation of people not liking things that you say or mm-hmm. having to strike out and say something that's you know unpopular in some circles i thought this was a natural and you get to give a good speech at the end if you play schlesinger mm. you obviously get to make the biggest statement and at the end of this story the bad guy the mayor uh, goes on to become the governor he immediately gets in shoving match with the person he's replacing schlesinger's son goes on to become the main chronicler of jfk and obviously, Margaret Sanger becomes the founder of Planned Parenthood, which is the ultimate resource for all of us. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this. I, I don't think we. there's much to make fun of you for. Yeah. Like, well, honestly, I, this I is like a good movie. I don't know how I make fun of you for that. I don't really like my guy. Okay. You know what I mean? Aaron doesn't want to play a villain. Yeah, I don't want to. I mean, maybe like a like a creepy fun villain but like a like he's just like a, a straight up dick yeah. like yeah. I don't know though you got elected from prison that's pretty like creepy fun yeah it could be a creepy fun guy what if I play no I'm kidding yeah. like, I mean yeah no I love that's, it that's really uh, that's interesting 
So this is so cool. Like, I wonder how she got radicalized. I mean, obviously, big family, Irish Catholic, but, like, I wonder what the moment was where she was like, okay, screw this. She, yeah. She actually met a woman who got one of these really dangerous abortions that were happening at the time. And from there said, we need to do anything we can to prevent this from happening. Wow. She wasn't a huge abortion supporter. She thought it should be legal, of course, but she said, look, the best way to do this is just birth control at the start. Yeah. Right. Amen. <laughs> All yeah. about that. Yeah. Cool. Um, I love it. What's the title? Rebel Woman? Yeah, Rebel Woman. Is that what Woman, we're man. going with? I think you have to call it Rebel Woman. You got yeah. it. I mean. The gag in the mouth, it's, that's the poster. It's a pretty, yeah, it's a pretty. I'm really into it, honestly. I like it. The other role you could play in, you could be Schlesinger. It's a smaller part, but you do get to give a big speech at the end. Okay. I like speeches. It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A Listen good speech? to that voice. He's like born for yeah, a speech. Yeah, yeah. I want, I want to do the speech. Um, you have to do like a Boston accent. Uh, have you done a Boston accent? It is hard. Dicey. The let's see, Harvard. Do the, do the. Pack the car in Harvard Yard. Pack the car. Wow. Pack the car in Harvard Yard. Yeah, but that's like it's considered cheesy, right? Like it that's is. like even like Matt Damon gets it wrong. Yes. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. So how can he get it wrong though if he's from Boston? Because there's a lot a of different varieties, right? Mm. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. There's brands. There's particular varietals. My ex-boyfriend was from Boston. He would always say the same thing. He was like, "All these actors from Boston, they can't even do a proper Boston accent." Da, 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 da. Yeah, true. it was a thing for him. So yeah, I know it's sensitive. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so. so I pitched this to Deirdre first, and she said, "That's not a movie." Well, okay. So to be fair, my eyes glazed over a little bit, you know, but it was like Saturday morning. I felt like it was Saturday morning history class. Uh-huh. So then uh-huh. I was like, I think I have a better idea. Oh, let's oh, so your your idea. Let's do um, this. And I'll keep mine a little more succinct. Oh, um, ah, interesting. So, you know, <laughs> Schlesinger is an interesting part, right? But I think if I were you, I would probably maybe be more interested in playing someone like William Butler Yates. Hell yeah. How about that? Okay, so yeah. here's my, my idea. Back around the turn of the century, there was this woman, Maud Gone, who was this British-born woman, and she became like a, an Irish nationalist figure. She really led, was one of the founding figures of this Irish nationalist movement from a woman's perspective. And she was born in England, but over the course of her life, so her arc really became falling in love with this country and leading women within it. She was a suffragist. She was a nationalist, and she was also a stage actress. So she was one of the first stage actresses in in Ireland who was really kind of famous for it. So that's her arc. But then her B story is she was also William Butler Yeats' muse. So he wrote some of his most famous poems about her. So she she was kind of defining feminism in like a really different way in that she was actually doing things on the ground, you know, on the battleground and like helping kind of to impact change. But then she was also this beautiful stage actress who was inspiring one of the most incredible poets of all time so that's i would I th- say that's i mean sexy yeah you too. i thought so these are really great yeah yeah so also multifaceted woman when a time where there weren't a lot of multifaceted women oh. because they weren't allowed to be right. um and um i mean yates amazing poet so yeah. i see that for you i'm yeah. down Again, yeah. listen to his voice. Imagine right. him you reciting. Right, you the voice. Yeah, you like, had, we feel like you were in Smash, so you could play like maybe that, bring some of that alcoholism. Back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. You'd have to do the Irish accent, which I think might even be easier than the Boston accent. I think the Irish accent. Personally. Ac- yeah. 
You film in Ireland? I can't. Like, oh, in the summer though only. In the summer. <laughs> I'm like, it's a, it will be a summer shoot. A summer shoot. Yes. Yeah, because the days are, great, are a little short. These are great ideas. How many, how many movies have you made from your uh, movie plot ideas? There's, there's some talk around stuff that we're not supposed to talk about. Interesting. Ooh, but that's, talk about sexy. So this is just your is unique just, way of pitching that actually turns out to be... It's more just fun conversation starters, mm. yeah. You guys like are like literally playing a game. Okay. Yeah. None of these will ever come to be anything. Oh, now that is a, that is a terrible way to look at this. Because you can tell you've really put some thought into these ideas and they're 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 good well they come to a podcast that keeps people entertained for half an hour hopefully. yeah do we have to like vote on which one's better now oh that's a great idea Ooh. Yes. <laughs> wow interesting irish summertime poetry like come on alcohol alcohol mm -hmm. apartments suffragist here's the thing ball gag i think your story is an awesome like performance art like moment in history whatever mm. but i gotta say deirdre's is a little bit sexier it's a little sexier and like let's be honest like how many historical fiction movies do you see and you're like i should probably go see that and then you never do right. yeah and then you watch it on a plane you fall asleep and you tell mm. everyone that you saw it and you didn't <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah no it was so moving yeah you're like uh, an incredible time yeah, for yeah, america yeah, yeah, yeah. an yeah. incredible time um, but and you know with yours like i I don't have to play the villain. No. I can play the alcoholic poet. It, exactly. I mean. You said it's kind of Shakespeare in love. Yeah, I thought maybe Ooh, had like a Shakespeare yes. in love vibe. Yeah. Well, I like or the idea of like her showing up it. in like her theater costume to like a suffragette's mm. exactly. like rally in yeah. Ireland. I love that. Yeah. That's pretty bad out. And then like yes. slipping away. To see Yates and have him write a poem about her. I mean, yeah. oh, and I forgot to mention, she also he proposed to her four times and she rejected him all four so times. So sick, really? Yes. Wow. Yes. So she was a real. She, I mean, she was an independent woman. Did she ever get married? She did, and then she got divorced. In God, Ireland. she is so cool. Catholic Ireland. She got divorced. I mean, she is cool. She's a badass. Mofo. Okay. Yeah. I'm. I'm sorry. I love, love one dear for Deirdre. Yeah. yeah. Totally fair. I mean, Sorry. She did say mine is not a movie. She's like, that's. She basically it's a said what you said. cool story. Yeah. yeah. Cool story, bro. Cool story, it's bro. A cool story, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Yates said he was unhappy with her, and she replied, Oh, yes, you are, because you make beautiful poetry out of what you call your unhappiness and are happy in that. Marriage would be such a dull affair. Poets should never marry. The world should thank me for not marrying you. Fantastic. I mean, honestly. I mean, icon. Wow. Cool. Maybe I'll be here for Halloween next year. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I love it. Cool. What were you guys for Halloween? I was working. Uh, yeah, but my, my daughter was a peacock. That's fantastic. She hung out with me on set. We were actually shooting at a graveyard. Um, and it was, yeah, it was spooky. Um, <laughs> she was such a cute peacock. It's her first Halloween, right? Or no? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. So We fun. did. Once we got done, we went straight to her friend's house and went trick-or-treating with her and everyone was so happy to see a little baby like reaching in and just <laughs> grabbing candy it was so sweet oh my god i was yeah. um raquel welch from one million bc nice That's awesome. i went on kemmel and then went out um and had a, quite a good halloween actually that's so fun um so fun the costumer at kemmel made custom made um the 
the outfit. Oh, no way. Was, yeah. And she's so won you, an Emmy and stuff. So wow. it was like very legit. And then my hair and makeup team is very committed to the glamorous life. So they really got into it. I sat in a chair for two and a half hours, which I don't wow. normally do. Um, I really don't like that. Um, but I let them do it, and the results were... That's so fun. Did they just good. ask you what you wanted to yeah. do? Yeah, and was I on just, Halloween. I, like, love... Um, she's a cool one, and also just, like, I'm obsessed with reference images. Um, and, like, that image of that poster yeah. of her and her, like, what they called mankind's first bikini. Yeah. Um, I love that. And That's so It's just great. fun and kind of quirky. How do you two choose roles? Like, how do you, you get presented with so much stuff. How do you decide what you want to do? Location, you know. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Location, uh, budget. Uh. A.K.A. the smallest budget. Now. Yeah, yeah. Well, with this, you know, it was... Uh, we chose no, a pretty small budget. Yeah, it's, it was really, you know, this was a, a very small budget. Um, it's, you look at the, it's, it has to be on the page, you know. And if it's a... If it's a fun ride on the page, it's going to be, you know, uh, hopefully a, f a fun ride when you're shooting it. And Emily was already attached to this when I read this. And, you know, um, I love her and I love this script. And uh, and then I trusted in the people that, you know, wanted to make it and um, just ran with it. It was just such a blast. Um, yeah, I mean, it's hard. Like, I, my mom is an English professor, so, like, I grew up, I think I said this yesterday, so sorry. Um, but, like, power of story is everything, mm -hmm. and I think that that's what's always drawn me to entertainment in general, and, um, I think that, like, the story has to be good, but there's a lot of ways that a story can be interesting, and sometimes it's who's telling it. Like, I feel like there's, there's definitely scripts that I've read um, and you know, whatever, seen it on the page and then I see the movie and I'm like, wow, it's a lot better than I thought it would have been. Um, and vice versa, <laughs> right. goes the other way. So I think it's about finding the pieces that sort of speak to you specifically and make you believe the story and make you want to be invested in it. So. I think I'm contractually obligated to ask you what's happening with Breaking Bad. And uh -huh. I talked to um, Peter Gold about whether Jesse and Walt would come back someday to Better Call Saul. And it sounded like they were generally struggling for a good idea. And being them, they're not going to come up with like a bad idea. They're not mm -hmm. going to do it until it's perfect. Yeah. Have you heard anything? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Whoa. Okay. But I mean, I, I just heard what, you know, what, <laughs> what you've heard. Mm. Um, they, uh, I trust them. And yeah. so I know if they find a, a way to do it, it's going to be in... Uh, an appropriate way, you know. Um, they're not just going to throw these characters in the show just to do it. Um, but it's funny, I still, you know, the show's been done for five years. I guess what keeps people asking is maybe, you know, because of Better Call Saul, but uh, I keep asking, what happened to Jesse? You know, when's the next season of Breaking Bad coming out? Like, wow, it's been done for so many years, you know. Uh, but thank you for... Do you think after five years, I mean, I, you hear sometimes that actors, it's hard, you know, they, with certain roles, they kind of let that role go or bury that role after they've yeah. been doing it for years. Do you think it would be, what would it be like to kind of unbury Jesse again after five years? And could you slip right back in? You know, I don't know. I, I, I have thought about that because, uh, just because the idea of possibly kind of zipping on that skin again for Better Call Saul, um, I like to think it may be 
sort of seamless and uh, easy to jump back into that that guy just because you know we live and breathe all of our characters that we play and I played this guy for seven years you know um, so yeah. Jesus yeah it was a long time it's a long time and so uh, I really you know I really know him and so it'd be fun to kind of you know kind of put back on those shoes but uh. Emily, would you want to do that as an acting challenge, like to take on a character for that long? Yeah, I bet that's so amazing. It actually just hit me so hard when you said, like, um, I really know him. Because I feel like when you shoot a film, you know, the longest shoot I've ever been on is probably, like, I don't know, eight weeks or something. Mm-hmm. And that's that's not that long, really, like, compared to seven years. And I think that you are, you know, as much as you don't want to do this, you do look at sort of what... Um, situations and like the circumstances of that story are and then you think of, you build your camp your character around that so it's pretty amazing to like build a character you know off off of an over seven years of material like that's mm. amazing I think that'd be really cool but also like yeah I bet it's kind of annoying for people to always ask him about Jesse Pinkman <laughs> so like yeah. there's like yeah. I'm like yeah it sounds great but also yeah that sounds annoying yeah <laughs> so yeah what do people ask you both about? I think for you it's probably Jesse Pinkman, but mm. what do people ask you both about that you're like, I've answered this a hundred million times. Please mm. never ask this question again. So I mean, we don't want to talk about it. But yeah. <laughs> like, do we have to bring it up? Okay. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, yeah. And Pinkman was just such a huge part, or is such a huge part of my career. It's incredible how many people just come up to me and call me Jesse. <laughs> wow. And that is just, you know, it's so funny. It's like going up to anybody from like the Friends cast and calling them Ross or Rachel or, you know, it's just, come on now. It's not a reality show. It's a, but it's, it's, it's like, my name's Aaron. Really nice to meet you. It's not Jesse. <laughs> Um, no, you can't call me a bitch, uh, and they they still do, but um, but it's fine, you know. Uh, I, I feel very blessed that, that that happened to me in my life, and so I you just kind of ro- have to roll with it. Yeah, I mean, mine's kind of like a weird one because I'm like sick of the question, but it's also like about it's what I'm all about. Where people are like, well, how can you be like, you know, sexy and like you know promote that? and nudity and all that stuff and also be a feminist. And I'm like, I can't even believe that's a real question <laughs> is, the, is what my answer yeah. is. But like, it's one of those things where I'm like, I can like feel it when it's coming and I'm like, okay, well, here you go. And it's one of those things where I'm like, I guess if the question needs to keep being asked and like, it's important to keep answering it. Yeah. Um, but like, there's a part of me that's like, really guys, like, can't we move past this? Like, <laughs> but, um, but I think that, you know, you answered a million times and then hopefully makes an impact. Um, you won the pitch competition. Do you have anything you want to go out on? I mean, you did win. I did. I, yeah. okay, well, did you cast your vote? Yeah. yeah he oh, did. Okay, I just checking. Um, <laughs> last question, I'm curious. So you mentioned Raquel Welch was your Halloween costume. Yeah. Who are your you know, acting icons? Like, who do, who do you look up to? Oh, my gosh. I have so many. Um, I always say the Kates, like Kate Winslet, Kate Blanchett. Mm-hmm. Amazing actresses. Um, I love Susan Sarandon. And um, think that like she's a great actress and person in general. I like how she's like gone about her career. Um, so those are sort of like any movie that Kate Winslet is in. I'm like desperate to go see. Yeah. Like, I, I'm just very. 
she's the kind of actress where like it's not even like I'm like I want to be here. It's like I'm in awe. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Susan Sarandon is an awesome actress, and maybe a little bit more where I'm like, okay, like I could I could maybe like try to do the Susan Sarandon like you know what I mean. Whereas, and I'm not saying they're like one is better than the other, but like those are sort of my two categories. You know. Mm-hmm. Any acting icons? I mean, all of all of them. Those ladies are just incredible. Um, the Cates for sure. <laughs> uh, Meryl Streep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daniel Day Lewis. Um, I think is probably my number one. He's just just his whole process is just so odd and <laughs> heavy, and I have so much respect for his. His wife and kids, you know, for kind of putting up with him. For sure. Uh, you know, zipping on like the, the president's skin for a year and everyone calling him Mr. President. And, but he's just, I mean, he's just so committed. Um, I loved Phantom Thread. Yeah. Oh, he's I loved just, it. Oh. Oh, he's I full know. of shit. I'm so just sick of him fake retiring. I'm like, come on, man. Has he fake retired before? Yeah, he said that after Lincoln, right? Did Lincoln he? was supposed to be his last, too. I thought. I, I thought. I don't know. Let's all hope Daniel Day-Lewis is full of shit. <laughs> oh, Daniel, come on. I just can't on. imagine. He really going to hide out and make shoes for the rest of his yeah, life? Yeah, I mean, he just, he loves, obviously he loves us so much. Yeah. But it is a huge toll, um, like his process. And, yeah. and why he does that is just so interesting to me it's just out of uh insecurity Mm. just him being afraid to not being able to like get back into the character so he decides to just stay there and live there for a year (laughs) you know wow or seven yeah it's crazy (laughs) 